Hey, it's Dan here. If you want to hear this episode of the Backchat Podcast without ads and get extra content that no one else gets, head to backchatstudios.com.au where you can sign up as a patron and access all of our bloody good merch. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Yes, we are in Melbourne. Backchat's in Melbourne. G'day, hello, welcome. We've got a you know an absolute esteemed footballer sitting with us, but we do want to get and thank our sponsors. Uh, we want to thank Whippersnapper, Bluebet, Margaret River Roasting Co., Shelter, and of course, Leadable Cameras for all of your support. Yes, it's a long list, Ruffy. Uh, you know where to find us, socials, backchat, double underscore, hello at backchatpodcast.com.au if you want to send us something. Jeez, he's impressed this, man. Backchatpodcast.com.au to find everything, to listen, to watch. We do it all. Jared Ruffhead is, Jared Ruffhead is in the house. Yes. Mm. And on, that's, that's actually all we have time for. Thanks for coming. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty impressive uh, sponsors list already. Yeah, just rolling around. Nice WA-based uh, stuff. We've right. got, a, got a, a couple of little presents for you a bit later on okay. on that. So you're going to be happy with our sponsors list too. <laughs> um, we've got some merch for you as well. Fantastic. So if you want to find your merch, backchatpodcast.com.au <laughs> forward slash merch. <laughs> now, all right, done, dusted. Straight into it. First question yes. we ask every guest, and we appreciate your time tonight, this evening here in Melbourne. We know what you've done on the football field. We're not great with introductions, but we do know what you've done. You've been a four-time premiership player. You've been All-Australian. You've captained the club. You've won a, norm- uh, you've won a Coleman medal. Um, you've pretty much done pretty much anything that's needed to be done on the football field. But we're here to tell you, although we care, but we don't care. No, I know. Right? Yeah, sort of. Good. I've seen some highlights. Greatest sporting <laughs> moment of all time, not on the football field. Uh, and... Yes. This is where this comes into it. There's a, yes, <laughs> correct. That is the cricket ball, if you are listening, that is on the table. You cannot use your, your year six male netball defeat of Sheppard United in the state championships either. You may not use that as your greatest sporting movement. No, but I didn't do that. Grade six. Grade five, grade four. Year 10. You're 10. <laughs> you're 10, I did that. Sorry. Mickey Barlow was sure that you played against him. Nah, year 10. Year 10 was the first time I ever played netball. Okay. So that's, Mickey might have been a couple of years older than me. Well, he, said, he said, just look in his eyes and see if he's lying about it. Greatest sporting moment on the football field. Not, okay, so a cricket one as well. Um, Great. Brother and I in a 40 over one day, we made 227 together. He made a golden duck. 
So uh, in 40 <laughs> overs, 16 sixes, uh, 16 fours and 19 sixes. So you've made 227. In a 40-over one day. And your brother has contributed nothing. Uh, so as I went out, I walked. he walked on, I handed back his bat, and then the next ball he walked off with both bat. <laughs> so 227. We, That's yeah, pretty good. Yeah. C grade, but... Not out? Uh, no, out, yeah, yeah. How'd came in, came in at out? three, uh, caught on the boundary. Oh. So uh, it was <laughs> the day after the El Segundo won the Cox Plate. Yes. I reckon this is 07. And had a few the night before, so I was, wasn't seeing them well early. Dusty. But uh, yeah, so 227 in a 40 over one day. Do you reckon he could have done that against you? No chance. If you were nah. spinning them down? Oh, you would have got caught eventually. I, I was bowling leg spinners. <laughs> um, and that's how I got five wickets for 16 runs in the grand final, uh, Chuart Hill Cricket Club. Respect. Um, yeah, it was very good. Was on a hat trick. You did ask hat trick ball. Um, no. It's oh, so you framed just a five wicket. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I did not. Okay, so end of you know trophy presentation, and I got a water trophy. Had no idea it was coming, and the crowds on their feet, yelling, screaming. It was great. How many were in the crowd that day? Do you think? Um, what the trophy presentation or the game? The game. Oh, my dad and probably ten other dads. <laughs> the scorer. <laughs> yeah, the scorer. <laughs> yep. Julie at the canteen. All right, let's get it into your stuff, mate. That's that's not bad. Two twenty seven. Well done. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that'll go in there. Josh Dunkley's um, uh, lead roller, a re- lead role in a ballet in Peter school. Pan in Peter Pan. Peter Pan. Oh yeah, that's quite good. Oh yes. Is that, is that just like any? Absolutely. Yeah, okay. yeah. We'll pay right. it. We'll pay yeah. it. No, we'll pay it's, it. It's, it's We're very athletic. liberal with our paying of sports. You can yeah. do, you can pretty much get away with anything. But well done. So let's go right back to the start. Gippsland. Yep. Play you play and from Langatha. Mm-hmm. Um, you won a premiership as a junior. No, you didn't. I got dropped. Did you? <laughs> oh, let's talk about that. So well, we played in the prelim. No, no, under sixteen. Really? Just, I was. So this is two thousand. So what am I? Thirteen. I didn't get picked. Wow. And two of my best mates. They live in Perth, up in uh, Queens Rock, so north. Yes. Um, one of them got picked and still lets me know about it because I was pretty <laughs> flat. As you can imagine, you think, you know, this yeah. team goes undefeated all year. Um, they got the sponsors' hats for, after, you know, winning a grand final and all this kind of stuff. But no, nah, so I've I've only won four premierships and that's none to do with juniors or anything. Just the four. Yeah. So you never won a premiership as a junior? No. Nah. So the four you won at AFL level, you were like, They're the only oh, ones is, I've ever won. This is actually quite good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's good. So why, why didn't you get picked? You played basketball a bit as a youngster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I think, but, you know, when we, we were kids, I'm not sure it was the same with you, but you went from Auskick grade six straight yeah. into under 16s. So wow. there was no 14s or 12s or eights now. What there is. Right. So um, you had to grow up pretty quick because some of these 15, 16-year-olds already had beards. They had, And you're jumping in the showers and, you know, it's a little bit... Um, intimidating back when you're 12 or 13 years old, yes. not having any idea what to do. So um, I probably wasn't anywhere near as developed as what I am now. Yes. So I just <laughs> didn't get picked. I was just a little boy. So <laughs> you go on from there, right? And I've got a little story again prepping for this interview. I, it just sprung to my mind. I did uh, work experience at the AFL when I was a 15-year-old. It could have been younger. I was in year nine. I don't know what that means. 14 maybe. And uh, I was working with Terry Wheeler. Yep. Wheelan? Wheeler. 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 Ex-coach of the Bulldogs. And AIS. Yep. Academy. Uh, yeah, and was he to do with you? Oh, right? Yeah. So I've been there at the <laughs> AFL, you know, pushing papers around, making yep. people's coffee. And Terry Wheeler comes up. He goes, I've got a great job for you. Um, I want you to clip up um, goal-kicking routines for <laughs> our current crop. And I just remembered I've sat there clipping your goal-kicking routine. And I spoke about yours. And tell me if I'm wrong. 
you had like a, a, a little flicky hand Correct. and you still did it through your career. Yep. And I remember seeing the flicky hand. I was like, what is this bloke doing with his hand? <laughs> we yeah. went all right. I mean, you did quite well once you got that. Funny, we were talking about this the other day. I thought there's another story that we need to talk about. So remind me later because it involves JK okay. as well from a um, oh, AS got, trip. No, we've got that. Yeah, have got that. At the back end, yes. Um, <laughs> Josh has actually written into the podcast <laughs> to remind us about it actually. So we'll get to that right. one. Um, so... They tried. Alan Didak was the ideal technique that everyone tried to get you to copy, and they used to give us goggles that would, would bottom of the bo- goggles were painted out, so you could just drop the ball without seeing it onto your foot and stuff like this. Right. And they'd say, get in front of a mirror and hold your hand out like this, so you'd learn how to kick left footed. But mine always did this. So <laughs> they tried to change me, but then they worked out that everyone's de- technique is different, and not all has to be the same. So but they did stuff me for two or three years. <laughs> but well, basically Terry Wheeler, who sounds like he's just tried one of the great forwards of the modern era, tried to change him around. He told me, after I'd clipped up all your goal kicking, that's the closest you're going to get to these blokes. <laughs> that's it. Said it's probably, you know, it's a good experience for you, closest you'll ever get to these blokes. Little did he know I'd be out in the field getting an absolute bath by Ruffhead <laughs> Franklin in years to come. Don't worry, I could set up from the beginning. So in, in your head, you're like thinking, don't do the flick. Like, are you trying to stop from No, doing well, it? you're trying to get your arm out straight because mine went over my head like this so in the mirror like you're trying to get this ideal out to the side technique that you see all these midfielders do now I had no chance you were number two draft pick it was a pretty decent draft for Hawthorne <laughs> Rough Ed Franklin Lewis yep all top ten draft picks yep That's, uh, how, how did that I mean, how that, does that, that happen well was Hawthorne come out a period of not playing very well correct uh, yeah so they got uh, the three teams got the priority pick that year so it was Richmond Bulldogs and Hawthorne yeah uh and then they traded, somehow they had pick 10, but traded in to Collingwood, I think, and got pick seven, uh, wow. which managed to get Louis. So it was completely different. I thought I was going to Richmond the night before. They gave me a call and said, You're gonna, we're going to pick you at pick four tomorrow. So no worries. I was happy. We had our school graduation. And then, yeah, next day it changed pretty quick. You had your school graduation the night before. <laughs> How good. Very good. What would you wear? Nice suit. Uh, it was an open um, pink shirt with a shell necklace <laughs> <laughs> and a black jacket over the top. <laughs> Have you still got the shell? Oh, mate, they were, no, definitely. I wore it to the draft the next day too. <laughs> um, I reckon our first suits were like op shop suits. Like yeah. That's just what it was in the bush. Yeah. You, just you can take the boy it. out of Gibson and you can't take the Gippy out of the boy. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, I like mine that. What uh, are they called? The pooks, is it? The shells? Dead man suits. Oh, like the shell necklace. Like oh, gotta, no, sorry. Sounds like your white experience. In the, did you have one? <laughs> no, I didn't. I well, was cool you, you would have the shark tooth. The shark tooth, yes, that's what I had. Absolutely, yeah. the shark tooth. Oh, this is uh, good. I remember Sorry, begging my parents for a shark tooth. <laughs> the shark tooth. Why? I mean, why are we? Anyway, so you drafted, you get to the club, and you're off to Kokoda pretty yeah. soon. <laughs> how, how, how was that? No, it, well, initially it was like oh, I didn't have a passport, so Bud and I both had to get kids' passports because we were under eighteen. No. <laughs> So, you know, everyone that's been overseas with their kids now have that just moon-faced little kid in their passport photo. But no, like 17, like <laughs> doing these ones. You get immunisations to go. And within um, two weeks, we were walking Kokoda with the footy club. So it was probably the best initiation for us just to get to know the boys. But at the same time, we were just it's 17. Kokoda. Oh, yeah. So, But we were lucky. It didn't rain. We walked it in. Five or six days, so it was pretty, pretty good. Is that one and only, or did, you, did no, that no, happen they, a they few re, times? They redid it every three years, but it was whoever hadn't been had to go again. So I've only done it once. Yeah, wow. On a, on a trip like that, are you getting a bit of hazing from 
from older guys uh, carrying people's stuff for them. No, no, because we were all carrying packs. It was it wasn't as if it was like a footy trip type camp. It was more yep. yeah. Yeah, everyone has to, you know, they chop down trees, you carry the logs, you carry sandbags to replicate what it was like back in the day for the soldiers. So it was quite a learning experience as well for the kids or basically the whole footy club. But um, as years went on, there was like uh, trips where it would rain and they'd give them a, you know, two-foot shovel and they'd have to dig basically um, pits, like Mm. three-foot pits to try and hide in and pretend that there was snipers and stuff like that. So it was basically to replicate what it was like back in the day. Wow. I, uh, yeah, uh, Kokoda, I'd, I'd love to do. I was, was going to do that with the old man and um, ended up getting drafted and it didn't end up getting to happen. I never got to do it. I just, I see um, people do it. It's kind of, we've got some family connection to yep. it as well. Was the whole point of it um, not only bonding? I mean, you can go and bond down to the pub though, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, head down and have a couple of beers and bond. Yeah. What was it, the mentality, like mindset? Was that oh, what was yeah, and especially with Clarko coming in. That was his first real chance to set, you know, his standards and what he wanted as a culture. So for us to go across, you know, they basically it was. It was just you were walking with packs, you were carrying these logs, you were doing everything to try and understand what it was going to be like moving forward as a footy club. And it was going to take not only, you know, the good players in Croft and Ben Dixon and Crody and these guys, mm. but it was going to take 40 of us because they'd been so poor for so long. So the group um, that sort of, you know, you would have gone with that and then probably over the next couple of years ends up being the core nucleus of that young team that wins the 2008 yep. flag. Um, what's that period of time like? Because you, <laughs> you go on and win, you know, three premierships a bit later on, but that, yeah. that there is like, it's not one that was stolen. I don't think, I don't think that actually is a fitting thing. I've heard that before. Yeah. You, you earned it and won it. But yeah. it was maybe before people thought you could do that. Oh, definitely. Like that for how quick it happened. Like we go two years getting belted. You play finals in two thousand seven, make it like Bud kicks those goals against Adelaide. Mm-hmm. Um, two thousand eight, we get on a bit of a run. We play the Cats round fifteen or sixteen. We lose on a Friday night. Um, Hodgie turns a couple of balls over, and then he has his first son that week. So he was going through a bit of stuff. Get to the we get to the review the Monday, and Clarko walks in and goes, "We can win the flag, boys." I was like. This bloke on, you know, <laughs> just lost to the best team. But he sold he sold a story really, really well to you know all these kids. We all I was twenty one when we won, so probably didn't appreciate anywhere near as much as what we did later on because we carried on like little kids do. Really, like we came back with an extra person in skin folds, body fat. Wow. Um, I travelled with Dewey for three weeks throughout London and Hong Kong. So quiet, yeah, very, <laughs> just, yep. you know. Um, so then when we got back, <laughs> when we got back, there was a number of boys that had had surgery too. So we were playing catch up from the start. So email. Yeah, what was that? Apologies, it's a text. <laughs> <laughs> or like chronic, chronic happens most episodes right. actually. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but when we got back, he just didn't appreciate it. So nine, 12 months later when we were out of the finals, it's just like, well, yeah, you got a reality check there. Yeah, um, that, that 2008 flag, um, spoken to Xavier Ellis on this podcast, told an interesting story, again, probably on the Clarkson mindset about, um, hey, we can do this earlier in the year. Yeah. But then um, grand final day, halftime, um, Geelong boat's getting in a freezer. Does that, does that bring any, any in, a, in a cool room? Zave seemed to think that, that was the moment that galvanised the playing list. That we saw them walk into a freezer. Yeah, apparently it wasn't there was even a, hot that, that day. They, they, had a, they had a cool room. There was a trainer that came in and he's like, "Boys, all the Geelong players are in a cool room. Like they've just gotten into a truck that's like a, a portable really? fridge." I didn't know that one. No, no, no I did not know that one. They must have told. Well, I knew there was where a few. Was there was the a few boys. Well, Zay was injured too because Zay comes out and does. He, he's best on. He probably reminded you. He's best yeah. on till half time, and then oh, he thinks he was best on at the end of the game as well. 
you got to play the whole game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he's calf, and then he's yeah. calf. He did an ankle, didn't he? Yeah, he's well, no, no, but they were jabbing his. He reckons they jabbed his calf in twelve. Yes, correct. Yeah, actually, yeah, that's when right. He kicked the first goal. Yeah, that's right. And he and was that, probably best on that game too, wasn't he? That was also the um, the rush behinds. Correct. Grand and they final. changed it straight after that game. Yeah. So we had no intention to do that. The boys just. That was how they were able to get away from the Geelong forwards, just kick, rush it through or kick it through. Willow, I reckon Mark Williams kicked one through from 35 at one stage. <laughs> yeah, saves it the same. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon if you have a look, he does. <laughs> just running he on the opposite. He gets a mark like leading out for, at fullback and yes. then realises they've called play on, so he just boots it straight back through the goal. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I mean, is that, is that discussed beforehand? Like, is that Not t- at all. Nothing was mentioned. Like you all hear about the shark story, the shark picture on the wall and yeah. stuff like that, but there was no talk of um, we're rushing through. What's, What's the, the shark, shark story? story? Yeah, oh, so um, we so walk in Western we, Australia. We walk into the the G rooms and they've got the projector, the old school ones, you know, that you see that like winding it up. No, that you slide the piece of paper yeah. on it, it projects so up onto the hand. Yeah. And so then yeah. when you pull it back, it makes it bigger. Mm. So there's big, great white shark stenciled on the whiteboard. And the theory was sharks can't swim backwards. So if you keep attacking them front on, they're never ever going to swim backwards, so you can then go past them, and you know, so similar to Geelong with all the pressing and stuff like that. When it came back in, right? That theory. That was so the, you you were hunting the sharks. Uh, well, no, were you just swimming? You just like goldfish we're bypassing, swimming past, yeah. by, bypassing them. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of goldfish floating around in the pool. Can't go backwards anyway. So let's go past them. Okay, so t- two thousand eight. You, you know, by your own admission, don't come back um, in the best nick. Two thousand nine as a yeah. team. Um, two thousand ten, eleven. Uh, Building, but not the success. You know, Clarkson almost gets sacked. Yeah. Right? Like at somewhere there, right? You yep. start poorly in two thousand ten. Yep, and he, he gets talked about as getting the sack. But then he finishes his career as one of the best of all time. <laughs> do you do you reflect on that at all? Yeah. Like, well, Mitch saves Clarko's ass really because he tackles Shane Tuck um, against the Tigers, and I reckon we would have either gone one and six or zip and seven at the start of the year. And so Kennett was calling for him to be dropped back to Box Hill, and then he was probably going to pull the trigger on the Monday if he if we lost that game. I mean, you can't say it, but the thing that springs to my mind is, you know, Mitch, the transition with Clarkson last year. Well, Clark, I probably owed him one then because he may have, <laughs> may, have, may have actually finished up a lot earlier than he did. So that period there then flows into 2012. Yep. You lose a prelim in 2011. Yep. Um, made the grand final in 2012, but lose. Yep. Um, losing a grand final amongst the winning ones. It was a fair bit of adversity you had to go through as a group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People think it was... Probably, you know, yeah. or, or, you know greatest, no. greatest dynasty of all time, blah, blah, blah. You had we, to go through a bit. Lost, lost an elimination to Freo in Perth in 10. Um, I did an Achilles in 11, so I didn't even get to play that back half that, that season. And then 12, yeah, you come back and you think, we're the best team all year, or we play our best footy probably of that era in a 12-week period, and then we're cooked come finals. So, hmm. yeah, it wasn't as if it was all perfect footy. What does doing your Achilles feel like? Uh, I turned around to yell at James Kelly because I thought he was right there, but he was about 15 metres away. So wow. I realised it felt like, you know, when, when you, those Oz kick balls and they split right there and the, it bursts through, you know, when you, you see the blubber? Yes. That's what it, that sound. And I was that like, sound? Oh, that sound of when it just comes through the yeah. stitching. I was like, that's what it reminded me of. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I've heard but, people say it feels like someone like kicks you in the back yeah, of the leg. Yeah. But I was only 24, so I was really, really lucky compared to you know guys that, or people that do it when they're 30 plus. When they say it's like a career-ending injury, was recovering from that difficult? Like uh, that, not too bad. Well, I, got, I was a bit. Mine got infected two months in, so I had to re go back and start again. So right. I was probably I end up doing it. I think round 11 or 12, 
against the Cats in 11 and then came back and played them for round two the next year. Wow. Okay, so you lose that um, grand final. Is that – a lot of people say you've got to lose one to win one, right? And we know you won one in 2008. Yeah, good call. But um, that group's a bit different by that stage. Yep. Is that a motivator for what proceeds, uh, what yeah. is after? Yeah, because I don't know if you've heard the story, but the leadership group took a fair bit of responsibility at the, the camp post-12. It was like, you know, our leadership group at that time was probably do as I say, not as I do. And then when they someone you know stood up and said, oh, well, we've heard this all before, so what are you actually going to do about it? So that was a catalyst to pretty much change everything we were going about ourselves. Sticks Loudon? Correct. Is that right? Yep. I've, I've just heard his name come up. Uh, in a lot of things, <laughs> we played one game. It was against I you guys. I know, down at Tassie. Yeah, played in the rut. Yep. against Nananui and Cox. and Cox kicks three. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I just hear him. I'm mates with sort of some Hawthorne guys, yeah. and I'd hear his name mentioned a lot. I mean, he played one game, but was he an influence? Because well, he that was the one that before. he was the one that got up and said, and it took you know a fair bit of courage for him to stand up and say, "Well, we've heard this before, boys. What are you actually going to do about it?" Or why do we have to listen if you're not going to do it? Why do we have to do it? So to the leadership group, to everyone in the footy, well, right. to the leadership group because we put our hands up. Yeah. But then coaches, administrators, new coaches. It was pre-season camp and we'll all bar in the back half of twelve. And I reckon that's like, you know, the fork in the ground. It was like, right, we need to change. And if you ask any Hawthorne person, that'll be the main meeting that changed it. Wow, sticks loud. And yeah, correct. Started a dynasty. <laughs> How good. Yep. So what, what sort of things changed then? Uh, well, the leadership group started challenging themselves um, more and, and probably in a way that, you know, if you played against us, you would think that we disliked each other, whether it be Hodgie talking to me or me talking to Geordie Lewis or even Mitch. The way that we challenged each other showed that we were going to pull each other up versus just having to worry about, you know, picking on the younger kids and when they were doing something wrong. When we challenged each other, that's when we knew we were going places. Again, I'm just going to keep bringing these moments up. Just made me think of a moment standing next to you, playing on you, Subiaco Oval. I mean, Saturday night was a night game, and I was talking to my midfielders and I was giving some feedback. Well, probably wasn't very constructive. It was immediate feedback, mm. as you do on a football field. Mm. Not much time to sit down and have a leadership group meeting Correct. about uh, midfield set up and getting butchered in the midfield and leaving us out to dry as backmen. And I called one of the boys. I no, I called the midfield group as a collective. A C U N T. Yeah, you remember this? Uh, you pulled me up. You pulled yeah. me up and said, you, "You can't, you can't, you can't talk to the midfield like that." And I, <laughs> I looked at him like, "Who the fuck are you? <laughs> talk about whatever I want." There's a few times because you'd say something at the start. It's like you can't be like this. You, you're no good or something. Like that. I said, like, "Hold on, <laughs> you just settle down, chief." <laughs> You're the full back. <laughs> yeah, and, and maybe even not maybe the back pocket, not even the full back. I mean, I was on you, but yeah. So it means I'm full pocket. Yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah, correct. Do you remember? Do you remember moments like that through your I'm, career? Yeah, I'm good with memory of most games and opponents and just chatting. And that was how I got into the game. Were you a chatter? Yeah, you. you, you I know you. Sorry, I know you're yeah. a chatter. So yeah, I, and I, I hated it. I, I like to talk. If I could talk to my opponent and just have a little or friendly. know something, knew something about them, and just try and get them to relax a little bit, I was like, right. So that's what you did it for to to almost bring the guard down. Yeah, yeah. Because I hated it. I like blokes that would be friendly. Because I'm actually a good bloke on the field. Though yeah. I wasn't a good bloke. You know, not while I'm fever, but I just wasn't. That didn't get me up being yeah. nice. And so when someone was nice, like if I met you off the field, I'd have a beer with you, Correct. and I would, and I'd love it. But then you hear him chatting on the field, like just shut the, f- like shut up. Tom, Tom uh, Liberatore did it to me one day. 
We got in a well, see, I'd get in trouble for doing it because Mitch and Louie would pull me up because yeah. they're Mitch opposite, like me, yeah. exactly. It would, and Louis, one, he'd look at me and go, "Why are you laughing?" <laughs> and I'd be like, Mate. "Like we're best men at each other's wedding." And he'd be like, "Like there's a game against Giants, we were just yelling at each other." He said, and then I said, "Just we'll talk about it later." He said, "What'd you say?" And then you've got them looking at you, like the Giants boys looking at you, going, "What the fuck are these two blokes talking about?" <laughs> It's just like, well, that's where you got that. And you know, you've played in a successful side. That's what you have to get to yep. at times as well. Yeah, and that's the, uh, the sides that aren't successful that's don't, don't have that. Yeah. Yep. So how do you how do you start that? Other than a, a, a meeting oh, hosted by Luke Loudon, is it time? Is it, how do you actually It's time and coming through together. Like, you look at the core of our group and even your group, a lot of you guys played a lot of footy together. Yeah. And so whether it be you guys in defence, you and Gov, then you've got Lecker and JK, and then you've got that midfield group that play a lot of – like you've got people in each line too, and that's what we were lucky with. We had myself in the forward line, Mitch, Hodgie, Louis, and then Gibbo in the defence. You had all areas covered at any given time, which I think is a bonus as and well. And that was the leadership group right there. That was the five right there, hmm. yep. It's funny you saying about um, being nice on the field because uh, we spoke to Griffin Logue <coughs> and uh, – when he went up to up to Buddy the first time, he said something like, um, "Oh, those those boots look pretty good. Like, how how, how are you going, man?" And just gave him like donuts. Nice. Yeah. And uh, he said to him, "Like, mate, if you want me to get you up on the big screen, I can, but don't talk to me or something <laughs> like that." But yeah, my dad had some good ones. He was a sledge. He was wasn't very he? good. And, he still is. It was it was uh, arrogance, but it was it was allowed. Warranted. Because, yeah, warranted <laughs> yeah. arrogance. Correct because. You know, as a defender, you know you're playing on buddies, you know, the best player in the league. Yep. And so you know that and you've prepared for him probably longer than a week. Like, you know, you see it three weeks in advance. <laughs> you know the drill. And then when you roll in and he's just like, I'm going to kick 10 on you, you're like, that's like genuinely a possibility. <laughs> yeah. So what was it like playing with him? You get drafted in the same oh, year. You live together as loved a young it. guy. Loved it. I mean, you yeah, yeah, Batman like and Robert. Oh, you're know. different blokes and you're different players. Yeah. But oh, well, you can call me that. I don't no, know. no, I'm just asking you. Someone said it. Well, someone someone put it up the other day. It was like best duo ever. I was like, oh, yeah. that's pretty okay. nice to be considered. Fair, Charlie. Fair. Charlie's a Freo fan. He's, he's stats. Yeah, I, I reckon fan. that's fair. Okay. Buddy, buddy Char- and Rough. Charlie's yeah, Charlie. confirmed it. Yeah, see, <laughs> that's I'm, confirmed. Thanks, Charlie. <laughs> Look after your ankle, Chief. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie's broken his ankle. <laughs> um, oh, I mean, nine years to, to say you've played with probably one of the best five players ever in the game. You'd take that any day of the week. So, um, yeah, to see what he was able to do in those first nine years and then to see what he's done at Sydney, um, yeah, freak. Did you have an understanding on the field? um, Nah. You know, from from a football sense? What do you mean, nah? Nah. Like, the the best thing with him was his instinct. Yes. So, uh, and then you throw Cyril in the mix and it's just like you fit in. You just just work because you know that defend – Defensive units are going to definitely have three of you on each other, so you're never going to get free. So it's either one of us will get free, or someone else in the forward line will get free. Yes. So being able to, you know, you walk down and then that 15 granny against you guys, you've got Gunson, Bruce, Rioli, me. Oh no, Bud didn't play that one. Sorry, the 13 one. Yeah, 13. So you got yes. those boys, and it's just like any one of them can get hot that day. Yes. Out of six. Like, whereas now you've got defensive forwards and resting ruckmen and stuff like this. Yeah. Right there, you had five, six genuine forwards that could, could win five. you a game. Yep. Like, Punky kicked six on the weekend against the Eagles. Yeah. So, he's still doing that at 31. <laughs> yeah, and he's not bad at it. Correct. Um, so, 2013, you win the Coleman medal. Yeah. So, after, after losing the grand final, the Achilles, losing the grand final, 2013, which yep. is the premiership year, Coleman medalist. Does that mean anything? Coleman medalist? Uh, no, no. Nah, nah. No, like, well, you don't. I can't have a reunion with anyone. No, 
like <laughs> catch up with you. You're like an Illuminati together. You oh. get together. The oh. it's, it's like it's it's nice. It's yeah. oh, you're very happy, proud of it, but yeah. it's not as if like oh, Bud was won four and I played. He won two when I was with him. <laughs> so it's just like you, yeah, you're, you're lucky. You got good service, really. Yes. Yeah, do, you, do you remember much of the, that last round? Because I was just, I've got Against, here uh, um, Swans. Cloak. Cloak was on 61, you were on 64. Yeah, we played the Friday night against the Swans. Yeah, so was there, a, was there a bit of a, a game plan to get you nah, goals? Nah, because we had to win, I think, to try and finish top. And that was where Bud got suspended for getting Malcheski before um, the first final, which was going to be against Sydney as well. So uh, we needed to win to try and finish top. So there was no... Yeah, we couldn't feed me. Whereas yep. on, the, on the Sunday when the Pies played, I reckon they were trying to feed Trav. Because he kicked five in the in the yeah. last yeah. two short. They were giving him <laughs> yeah joint common. They were still happy. Yeah. Is it strange that the thirteen, fourteen premiership, uh, fifteen premierships, um, and so everyone looks, you know, you're a four time premiership player, but you're almost not favourite going into any of, any them. of them. Yeah, the favourite one we're favourite is the one we lose. Two thousand twelve. Yeah. So That's true. how does that? Uh, sit because I think people who don't know that is like oh well, they just they had the yeah, best yeah correct you, you 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 are able to be the underdogs and win everyone yep. effectively yeah which I don't agree with that you were not favourites in fifteen I mean well, you beat us the, three weeks before yeah, yeah, yeah. And at, at Optus after a five hour flight no, it wasn't even Optus oh sorry Subi. That's, that's Subi sorry uh, I've, I've basically wiped twenty fifteen from my memory <laughs> yeah I know what you mean I'm the same with twelve yes. but. Uh, like yeah, we, we, well, 13, yeah, 13 Freo were known as this pressure side. Swans were the best team. They'd got Bud. And then, yeah, you guys were the best team in 15 leading into finals and had beaten us. And mm. we had to come back and play two more before playing you. So, um, And then the Geelong one, as you said. So, yeah, it was nice, I suppose, because everyone thinks that we're just, we just rolled through three years and didn't lose a game. There's some pretty heavy stories in there as well. Like blokes getting injured and yeah. Clarko getting, and you know. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. Was that like that? How the group was um, motivated, like how, how they actually worked best was like yeah. proving people wrong, sort of, or you know, yeah. You and we were like, Clarko would always say, squads win premierships, and you lose a soldier, you replace one. So as soon as one bloke got injured, one bloke came in, and the twos won the premiership in thirteen, and then lost grand finals in fourteen, fifteen. So it wasn't as if it was just the senior side that was yeah successful. The twos were going pretty well as well. That's a good point. Um, you won some all Australians in in there somewhere. What are you laughing at? I just, you just yeah, you're on Wikipedia. No, no. I'm just I'm going <laughs> to yeah. ask you something. Non Wikipedia doesn't cover this. Right. Uh, your blazer. Yeah. Do you have one or do you have multiple? No, nah, see, I like I know, I know this. No, you. They, what, so what they do is they take the pocket off. They give you new pockets. Really. And I was the last year in thirteen where I got the Virgin Trophy, so I didn't get a blazer in thirteen. What's the Virgin what? Trophy? Virgin. It was the Virgin. Australia All Australian team. Yeah. So yeah. all it was was this trophy that had the All Australian team on it. That's what? it. And they didn't. So no if you, you go around to Pav's house, or these blokes that have won multiple Australians, I didn't get my blazer until fourteen. So I don't, the blazers only started in fourteen. Yeah. So this is this is what I'm talking about. Don't, Wikipedia doesn't yeah. cover this shit, mate. Like, okay. Like, right, we had to go and get Brad Shepherd's blazer from yeah. AFL House. He he'd been missing one for two years, and Backchat got him his blazer. Respect. Yeah. Correct. So I, I don't care about you winning the All Australian. Oh, I care right. about the the blazer. Yeah. So, so I've got I've got one. So, so the, the guys like they Danger... they don't have one from 13. Like, that's outrageous. No. So, well, so what they do is everyone has one blazer, but every year... So if you're Danger, they just rip that pocket off and do a new one with that new year and then put that back on. Wow. Mm. This is, Seems this. cheap. You know, in actual <laughs> fact, speaking of it like it's sounding cheap, the, um, when we did get Segway. Shep's blazer delivered, yes. it's like someone at AFL HQ 
just looked around for an archival box and he was like, yeah, chuck it in that and ship it. Like it was literally in this empty, half so empty he, he, archival he, box. Is he two time or? Uh, one time. But that year was COVID year so and all the interstaters didn't get flown over for it. But then they just didn't send their right. blazers out. So Daniel Rich doesn't have one. We've seen that pop up on socials. Liam Ryan doesn't have one. But two years after the fact. What are you, what are you saying? I'm just like... Tell me. Do you reckon Shep's ever going to wear it out? No. And I'm, I'm the same. Like I know what you, where you're getting at. He didn't ask us to get principle. it. We right. heard that yeah, he didn't. thank you. Yes. Yeah, he, we heard he didn't have it. And I was like, hang on. He didn't want it. Yeah. Well, you know, wants it, but also was like, oh, yeah. well, it just is what it is. Yeah. Like, no, 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 we're going to get the bottom of this. <laughs> There's no all Australian reunion that you'll rock up and go, oh, that's you. Well, yeah, I'm <laughs> Imagine if there was, though. Good party. Um, Alistair Clarkson, I want to talk about him. Yep. Um, yeah, I, we've heard some stories along the way. He's, you know, he, he, he could fly off the chain a little bit, but from, from afar, like an incredibly successful coach, but. Um, was he a what sort of coach was he? Was he an educator? Was he a motivator? Was he a um, was he a bringing people together sort of guy? Was he a you know oh, game plan guy? A mix of everything, really. Yep. Um, you know, he was an innovator when he he's travelled overseas, and I reckon he, we used to have a reflex box that would have a hole cut out of it, and we'd have a camera just facing our forward line, and that's how we would review our patterns and stuff like that. This is early days, so there was no behind the goals. Before. Behind the goals vision came in in 08. Or end of 08. Yeah. So and that's when it mirrored up and that's when teams started really get, you know, Ross Lyon would why just watch. A, why was it in a reflex box? Because you weren't allowed to film other parts of it. So this is, you had to, in your coach's box, so we had to hide the camera in there <laughs> and then film and watch us that way. Wow. You know, it's the same as going to a game and just holding a camera like this. Yes, but you so, weren't allowed to. Correct. That's great. So uh, he'd, go to, he'd go to England and bring back the soccer defences and whatnot that we implemented. Um he was he was different with some of his um, pre-game stuff and whatnot, like dressing up as a um, – there was one game where Sully, Mitch and Hodgie didn't play, so it was effectively changing of the guard. So we're playing at um, ANZ Stadium and he walks in like one of the um, – Night. Um, oh. The people on at Buckingham Palace, the guards. Like he had the black like, – <laughs> The black top hat thing. Yep. So he'd Red gone, coat. Yep, yep. And what is this – what am I? What am I selling here? Did, was everyone? Like, we're thinking what? He's had a breakdown. <laughs> like I don't know. Like I don't know. Guarding the Queen or like you know. But it, it was changing of the guard of like all these old guys. This is the first time, and he hadn't played or coached a team that didn't have anyone that was originally there when he first got there. Right. Like we were drafted, but did he come marching in? <clears throat> um, no, he came. Yeah, it was. Have you played ANZ? And the, yep. uh, the Pullman across the road. So yes. that meeting room, he comes from behind the. Yeah. So there's some different stories like that. that, but he He's committed, yeah, yeah, and you know he learnt guitar after he got crook, and he was writing songs about different players to different tunes and <laughs> send recording and sending. No, he'd play them in front of us live. <laughs> yeah, so, was he good? Uh, no, <laughs> he's a mad Bruce Springsteen fan. So right. like has driven across America and probably seen him ten times. And wow. yeah, there was a framed Bruce Springsteen, you know, um, thing in the meeting room at Waverley Park. So. Um, but his best trait was able to keep us on edge, no matter what. You know, we'd go out and play a team that we should win by 10, 15 goals and he'd make sure that you, know, you have to do that. You have to try and scar him for the future and keeping us on edge that we'd never get ahead of ourselves and whatnot. And you know, Reviews after big wins, we'd feel like we'd lost after we'd walk out because we weren't playing the game the right way or 
how we were supposed to play. That's what I want to ask next was the motivation element. Like yeah. you're winning a lot of games at that stage and you, you come up against sides that, like you said, you should beat or can yep. beat quite easily if you play well. Was that driven by him or yeah. was it playing group? Yeah, was. Uh, yeah, yeah, a fair bit well, of it was set by execute. him. And then, yeah. But we were like, yeah. So he was, early in the week, he would set the tone and understood that, yeah, this is what needed to happen and it wasn't going to be an easy week. You know, we'd, he'd have a block of three games up on the wall and each week he'd tick one or two off and... Um, and it was just about man, wait, waiting to get to top four because if you, give, you get to top four, you can give yourself a chance. Sounds like Simo was taking notes. Well, yeah, all, a lot of them would have all taken I was going to say, right now though, yeah. there's like this spider web of Clarks yeah. and coaches around. Yeah. Um, it's like Greg Popovich in the, uh, in the NBA. Yeah. Just yeah, coaches everywhere. Um, did, did he ever – when's he going to take you to the Super Bowl? Uh, don't know. Isn't that, wasn't well, that All five of us are done, but yeah. Isn't that the promise? Well, there was a promise. So he Which tried to get what? the tickets the next year. So it was – he told us uh, – there was a story. I think he, he – the wives went to New York and he paid for some of it or did something where it was the coach's wives or something back in 13. And so 14, we heard about this and got him in and said, well, what if we win as leadership a leadership group. group? He goes, I'll take the Super Bowl. We're like, all right. So we won and we'd been in the meeting room after we won, pulled him into the room straight away and said, you told us we're going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Day of? <laughs> like you just won? Yeah, like 10 minutes after that. <laughs> <laughs> so um, he tried to get the tickets that year, the next year, but it would have been salary cap. So yes. he said, well, wait till you'll retire. But now it's, you know, there's a fair, some probably can't come because they'll be coaching and um, yes. some are in the media. Just take him off him singularly. Just say, oh, just give us a Super Bowl ticket. I'll sort it out. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> just send him in. Well, the next couple of years are all right because you've got Arizona and then Vegas. So Okay. Maybe Vegas is the one, maybe. Quiet as well. <laughs> what about keeping the group together then? Like, what about keeping all these players together through yeah. a successful period? You see a lot of teams um, yeah, maybe get split up, or they don't win as much as you guys. But temptation must must have been there to yeah. be traded or to I don't know go to other clubs or ask for more money from your club. Do, do blokes get paid less? Um, yeah, we we had a chat. I reckon it was halfway through six or seven. It was like you take less and stay together. You'll get looked after post footy, and so that. In theory, it's, oh, yeah, we'll do that. But when you see everyone signing and no one leaving, it was like, well, and we're on a good wicket. And, you know, to leave back in the day, the salary cap is nowhere near what it was and blokes weren't getting money like they are now. So yeah. um, to leave for 100 grand, it's 50 and you've got to move into state or you've got to go somewhere else. It's just like I'm, I'm pretty comfortable in where I was and whatnot. So um, we were lucky and then we were able to add too. You bring Lakey in, you bring Gibbo in, you bring Chip Frawley in. Um, McAvoy after this is obviously after Bud leaves you get a few of those boys in yes um, but you know the one thing Clarko said is if you take less and win together you're going to be looked after post footy and mm. you know if you, you finish up and you go for a job and you've got a couple of premierships next to your name versus none they're going to go with the bloke who's got premierships and that's what's happened for me anyway 2015 specifically yep. um, yes like I said I've put that to the back of my memory but we can discuss it for a little bit while you're in the house <laughs> Uh, are you okay? So, so you, you lose in the qualifying final. Yep. Subiaco, uh, you got to come back two weeks later and play Fremantle. You get that done. We were, I, I personally was just cheering for Fremantle because Hawthorne at the G. It's and you know th- coming into your third crack at a grand final, fourth actually in a row. Um, an experienced side. Yes, we'd beaten you, but you know I don't know if we sort of thought that we would beat you at the G. Are you when it, you get to get through? That week coming into the grand final, is that how you're thinking? Is um, the experience element and knowing how to get it done in a grand final, is that spoken about or just yeah. known through the playing group? Yeah, yeah. So 
straight away we beat Freo. So we get an extra day on you because you had to play the Kangaroos on the Saturday yeah, night. I watched it. That's right. So Friday night we get to watch it. We get to come back. We're already home, so we know what happens. Um, you guys win. Um, then there's the Brownlow the Monday, I think. So the, a few of you guys have to do that in Perth. So it's, and it's an, it's not a normal week for you guys. Yeah. Like we've experienced, we know what to do. We get to the parade and one thing, in four parades we never wore sunnies. And as soon as we saw you guys in sunnies, we're like, I reckon we've got them here. Because they're <laughs> just, have you heard that? No, please tell me more. No, well the, like. Well, 18 we didn't wear sunnies. Yeah, our rule in 18, Simo. no sunnies. Yeah. So we were the same. Well, we had Simo was coaching 15 too. Yeah. Would have been nice for him to fucking tell us that 15. <laughs> if that, is that, did, if that's so all did, it took. We, I think we may have rocked up. in, But this was just a small thing. Like, yeah. like I was like, look, in, look at people in the eye that have come to, out to see you in the parade. And I reckon Swans must have done it in, in 14 as well. Like, It's like the, you, you see him with Sonny's and it's like, all right, we've, they're a bit confident. Or they, you, Clarko made you feel as if they were confident. So, some people say the uh, the hands on the cup, like the two captains yeah. hold it up. Whoever the was last. their longest. Yeah, have you said that one a couple of years ago? Coach yeah, Tex. I've seen that. Um, but you blokes, who's wearing the sunnies? Yeah, well, that was just one yeah. when we noticed, and it was like, oh, okay, yep. What about the actual game plan? Um, Johnny Wardrop came to our footy club post that and spoke a bit about. Um, I don't know how well you can remember back, but you know they had you had you had a. Pretty distinct game plan of how to beat West Coast. We had a good back line at the time, yeah. Um, aerially, yes. Um, but it was bring the ball to ground, yes. You know, kick it along the ground if you need to, yes. Um, you know, through the midfield, you know, Nanui, great ruckman, but um, you know, effectively head your bets there and just nullify what happens there, yep. Um, and then um, as your back line, you know, shut down Kennedy, yep. and you get the win. If Kennedy doesn't kick two goals, West Coast don't win or something like that. Yep. So pretty much nail it. Yep. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> and then you executed it. Uh, yeah, well, you guys had implemented that Wiggles Web or whatever it was. Well, that was back I, mean, I know, it was, I know, that. but that was what yes. it was known as. So yeah. you guys would always start on the outside and centre bounces and wouldn't let us get to the outside. Yeah, so. can you tell me what the Wiggles Web was from a, an opposition? So what we'd notice is that centre bounces, you would always be on the outside of your forwards. Yep. So if the ball was kicked out of forty-five, you were obviously on the outside, first ones to get it. Yep. Whereas if it got kicked in, you could all swarm because you never know who was going to. Yeah. Market because it was never directed at any one person. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I reckon we went in. There was it was a different because also too we'd played with four tools because we had Shuey, yeah, Gunners, sure myself, um, Haley, and Big Boy. So you didn't really. I don't know if that was that threw you off as well because four tools wasn't something that you guys were no. accustomed to either. Usually people tried to go small. Correct. And our smalls are pretty dangerous when you have Pioplo, Rioli and Bruce. Rioli had a pretty good game. Rioli had not a bad game. <laughs> On for absolute fire. We'll go to the next one. Yeah, correct. <laughs> yeah, that was, I mean, that was for us a motivator. And so that's why I asked about 2012 because in 2015, sat, I'm like, I still really does. I've only watched the game once or twice. Yeah. You know, a motivator for success. And the, the win one, the lose one to win one isn't a thing, I don't no. think. But it does help yeah. because then 2018, we don't win this, wear the sunglasses. Yeah. Um, we were lucky though because 12, you don't – like it doesn't hurt as much because we were able to get revenge two years later on the team that beat us. Yes. So if you were able to come up against us and beat us, I reckon you'd say that 15, you'd be okay with. What about um, if you're happy talking about it, if you're not, fine. 2016, nah. skin cancer. Yep. Um, that whole process, you miss a whole season. Yep. Which, I mean, brutal. You peak your powers. Yep. So what's that like to go through? Um. Oh, you can't you can't explain it in terms of for any 
person to go through, but 15, um, the lip was, I had the cut on the lip, and then 16, I was out with a PCL Rico for the start of the year, and then almost got back to, to get playing in May, and then, yeah, had my second follow-up scan that had, um, so the four tumours were about the size of my thumbnail, and there was two on each lung, so. Um, so that spread from melanoma, is that yep. what happens? yep. Yep. So I'd had radi- uh, didn't have radiation, and I was given once I'd had my lip cut out and all the all the different checks. I'd had lymph nodes cut out and whatnot. Nothing had spread. Didn't need radiation. Didn't need chemo. You're all good. So I play the back half of fifteen. I train up until Christmas. Um, I get married in January, and then do all rehab. Think I'm going to play in a couple of weeks time because it's Louis two fiftieth, and then yeah, just everything gets thrown on its head from there. Do so you, do you think? Um like is it like mortality? Like no thoughts. No, no, right. No, no. If you ask my wife, she she looked at Google, and that's the yeah, worst thing you yeah. can do. I can imagine your wife and yeah. family, and mum yeah. and dad, and whatever. But no. Nah. So initially, footy instincts take over. It's a footy injury. How long have I got? You got eighteen months. All right, cool. Let's go. So if I got eighteen months, it means I've still got another year after that on a contract. So I'm still right to play there. <laughs> if I'm back in a little bit of time, I can get this amount of games. And so you just click into rehab mode. So but this is a different type of rehab. You're going into a hospital, you're going to get a treatment. There's only two people on in the hospital at the time because it was a trial. Um, in a sense, you're a bit of a guinea pig because no one else is on it, no one else is experiencing it. The, the other person was 70 plus, I'm 29. Um, so you're going through all these different side effects too. You're basically ringing the doc and the nurse every day saying, this has changed, that's changed. Right. I was like, the, the treatments were three weeks apart, so I had a gap in the fir- in between the first two where I went to America to the 16 NBA finals and got game five and seven, nice. which was like bucket list, that's number one. That's yes. always wanted to do that. Um, so we're there for that Kyrie shot against the Warriors, so that's, and wow. I got that on film, which was pretty sick. Wow. Um, and then came back, and literally after the second treatment, I was in a hole. And then the third one, and then it took me three weeks to get right, third one, whole again. And that's when they said, right, your body's full of the drug, so we're going to try and turn it back on itself. Um, and, yeah, I was given I – was, I was, it's weird. You know the um, pred that you take as a player five days? Yes. That dose is five days at 50 or something. I was on like 200 to start for like wow. to try and get myself back to feeling normal because I'd walk laps at Waverley in the cold in the singlet and the shorts and people are like what are you doing? I was like I just need to feel like I'm alive because you're just in a hole. So yeah, when, I say, um, when you say in a hole, like what is that? What oh, is like no, I, I couldn't walk. Like I had so the the final um, side effect for me was pins and needles and frostbite in my feet. So I couldn't put shoes on. I couldn't walk from here to my car, like out the front of where you guys are now. I could just I didn't have energy, and they'd say just take Panadol. I was like just take Panadol, like. Yeah, I can't. I can't move. I'm sweating at night. I'm. Um. I got down to about 91. I played at 101, 102. So, I just. I had no energy and nothing. It was just you're just flat. Yeah. So, um, and because I said as before, you're on a trial. So it's they don't really know. Well, they do, but they don't. They're about, sort of waiting to see what happens. Correct. A bit. Yeah. Hoping like they they correct. think they know what's going to happen, but yep. hasn't seen it. Yeah. So you but you get through that. Yeah. And then you. You'd be captain of the club. Yeah. So how, how does that work? Oh, no. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> I just you know go, how You go from football. worrying about yourself because you have to, because yeah. there's no other choice with this, to then being captain and as a captain you've got to put yourself at, behind everyone. Last. So you've got to do a, a complete 180 of your view of how you treat people, how you talk to people, how you look at everything. And I, I, 
I didn't get that anywhere near right. Like, because you're still you're just transitioning from obviously what it was like. Because the last time I played was the fifteen granny, and the next one I played is at the start of seven eight. Yeah, Louis's gone, Mitch's gone, Hodgie's there, Hilly's gone. So it's it's just different, and I'm still trying to think it's back to then and being able to talk to blokes and it just. Yeah, you never got it right, just maybe because you were holding on to maybe what was there and not being yourself because you had a little C next to your name. So how, how often were you around the club in that in the time of rehab? As much as I could have been because that was the only place I, f- <laughs> I was going through a reno at home. So Sarah and I were living in a... Th- <laughs> so you were showering at the club, weren't you? Uh, we had no kitchen sink, so we're doing yeah, dishes in the, in the shower. So, oh, my God. <laughs> um, I was there as much as I could have been. So interstate trips, they'd, the club would take me and stuff like that just because that was as normal as I could feel mm. in terms of just being around people um, that treated me normal. So does that sort of lead to captaincy, you think? Like um, just your presence around the club at nah, that time? No, definitely not. Nah. I just think, I think for me um, it was my safe place really. Um, it was the only place I could go without – what I felt was like prying eyes, oh, there's that bloke with, there's that footy player with cancer, or there's that, you know. So you're a poster boy for something you don't want to be a poster boy for. But at the same time, you know you give hope and strength to others as well. So you still have to put in perspective a little bit. So the captain side of things, um, you know, maybe I, well, Izzy was a pretty good candidate, so was Liam Shields. It wasn't as if that was just thrust upon me. It was, there was still a vote to go through and I was still, like they were doing background checks, asking Sarah, doctors, is it going to cause stress on him and all this kind of stuff. So it wasn't as if, yep, you're the man. So they did their homework. It doesn't sound like, I mean, you sound like you're being harsh on yourself. Like, do you think the captaincy was a good thing? Um, holistically? Don't know. For your well, footy? Probably. Uh, I don't know. We, we didn't, it wasn't successful. I've still got a 50% winning rate as captain. <laughs> <laughs> but, was I the best of me? Probably not. Nah. So I probably wasn't good at times to be around. Just And then you're going through a whole different stuff. And then Sarah gets pregnant, so then that gets thrown on its oh, head. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then you're getting her in real strife. Yeah. So, and that's not to blame her. Definitely not. Oh, absolutely that's, not. That's, you know, that's the best um, time of your life being a dad. But, yeah, I probably changed as a person a little bit because you were captain. Flipping the coin. Did you, did you have any strategies as flipping the coin as captain? Heads. heads. Always heads. Rough head. Always. Oh, good. No, so I was like, so isn't it tails never fails? Nah. I captained the club once. And? One from one. Against? Tails never fails. GWS. Did you captain the club or was it a milestone game where you G- got to flip the coin? GWS, captain the club. Um, Respect. It was a uh, round two of the pre-season cup, I believe. Oh. And we took... And we took... Um, and we took... Uh, yeah, pretend I, I was the oldest there. Uh, yeah. We took just the absolute degrader. Not degraders, but Scoey was captain. Gave so. everyone a chance. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Everyone a taste of it. Yeah, and I played like absolute... I reckon I might... Like that... If, if I could have been subbed off, I probably would have been. I played like a dog. I was coming back from... Uh, injury or sickness or something. So you had to play, is what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. Like I was like given <laughs> the opportunity as a captain. Say, yeah, like that, yeah. it was Simo's way of sort of saying, you know, with you know, right, you're up and coming and leader, and yeah. you know, here's your opportunity to lead. Did not lead. No, I did not lead well. What, um, what happens? Um, how much of a difference is on game day from like not being a captain than captain? Are you thinking any differently? Or uh, well, uh, in tough. Or you, yes and no. I think when you when you're captain, you think you've got to do stuff, and when there's when the you know the game's at a, a point where you think you've got to win, you feel at times like you've got to put yourself in the right position. Um, whereas you know when we were going through our good times, it was just like you don't worry about 
you know, trying to be best on ground or trying to do – you do the simple things and the, the, the best – you do the simple things well and the best thing will be the win at the end of the day. Not you thinking I have to be Norm Smith or I have to kick six or I have to do this to be justified. If I do the simple things well, the best thing will be the win at the end of the game. Talking about keeping the group together, so you, you mentioned it before, as you come back as captain, all these blokes have moved on. You know, Hodge, Mitchell, yeah. Lewis, Isaac Smith to an extent, you know, you yep. know post that. Yep. They're all sort of guys that have transitioned out late in their careers. Um how do you feel about that and uh, and, and oh. not finishing their careers at Hawthorne? Yeah, look, as a footy fan, I didn't like it. Um, but as a teammate? Uh, no, I didn't like it. <laughs> but that's business. And towards the end of your footy career, I had the same – like Clarko said the same thing to me. Do you want to be traded? And it was like I was still captain at the time at the end of 18 and he comes to me with five – and I only did one hammy and it was that week after he asked me in my whole career. So stress or just – Really? Thinking, yeah, one hammy. Did it against the Bombers on the G and I was just like, why have I done this? And then I worked out the chat that week and everything like that. It was just like, yep, this is why. Right. So, um, and I was 32 and after everything I'd been through a couple of years before, I was like, I don't, I don't want to go anywhere else. I'm, and, you know, did it cost me in the end because I got dropped to the twos? No, I don't think so. Um, I'm the only one at Hawthorne that got a send-off. You know, none of the boys, whether it be COVID, all the boys that got traded, none of them... Got to say goodbye, like they I had, did. Have they had laps of honour? They um, did one on the post? weekend. Strato, Louis, Birch, and Poppy did one. Really? Yep. Do you find that interesting? Lap of honour? Is it? Well, anything? yeah, I'm, I'm interested because you still haven't got yours. Just wondering about that. Oh, um, well, he's working at Fox Footy, so uh, he can't. Uh, uh, well, I absolutely can. <laughs> you just Mastin, do the boundary Ma- commentating. Maston Lewis, as well, Premiership players. I mean, I want to either. Anyway, Mastin's not that I'm bitter about he? it. Hey, Maston's a runner. Yeah, he is. They've brought him back. He's he's loving it too. Who was the other one? This Energy said? player, Lewis Jetta. Okay. What about the kids, actually? I'll, yeah, I'll that's, well, that's the photo that they got on the weekend. Correct. So, Hodge take, uh, sorry, Louis takes four boys, Poppy takes his girls, Strato girl, and Birch boy. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's more me. I'm a footy fan, love footy, grand finals, watched them my whole life, played for one club, won a premiership with them. It's actually about my kids and yeah. doing that. But yeah. anyway, with, um, we're going we're to start, start getting through this. We've yes, actually got a special guest rolling into the um, One quick one on your last game. Yep. I watched <laughs> the highlights before. Oh, yeah. Do you have many? Well, you, you said you can remember lots of details of games. Yeah. The crowd's just gone crazy. Yeah, like so they weren't going to they weren't going to open up level three if I didn't play. Wow! Because it was Gold Coast Hawthorne on a Sunday at four forty. What? So I didn't get a clip on the tickets. <laughs> <laughs> Gil, I did. I it. heard that. Yeah, so I got told if Ruff wasn't playing because it's his last game, we expect a lot of Hawthorne people come. If you don't, we're probably going to. And they opened it. Yeah, and they packed it. Yeah, that's yeah, that's unreal. So yeah, the crowd were nuts. Yeah, four forty on a Sunday. You're thinking no one's going to come against Gold Coast. Yeah. What about post career, mate? If I'm transitioning out, you're now with St Kilda Footy Club. Yep. Um, what's your role there? Um, (laughs) Have you got a business card? No, I don't. But I wish I did because it says football operations assistant. (laughs) Football. Why are you laughing? Football (laughs) operations assistant. Yeah. So who's who's football operations? You're you're assisting someone. You're assisting someone. Yeah, but. It's a way, I think, before COVID times. Yes. Come on, in you come. Go and sit over there, please. Hello, Matthew. Matt Spanger just walked in, um, ladies and gentlemen. So before, so it was, it was a jack fridge. of all trades, the fridge, jack Spanger. of all trades type thing. So coming in, I didn't really know what I'd want to do. Yes. Um, so, you know, I didn't want to coach. Because if you sign a three-year deal and you're assistant coach and hate it within six months, it's like, what? that's going to be a waste. Um, so help Max King, help forwards, help just learn the business and then – I've worked out in the three years, list management is what I want to do. Right, list management. Yep. Come over to the West Coast. Well, we have, it's, it's open at the moment. Correct. Yeah. 
Okay. So, oh, there we go. I got Voz's number. And then a couple of best mates living up north. And well, okay, we heard it here first. Well, you can at least management. You can probably live in Victoria and just travel to Perth. <laughs> yeah, maybe. What do you mean, maybe? Oh, I was just saying you could come over to Perth and we show yeah, you every show couple the ropes. of weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. I'm very happy with I've that. Thought about it. Um, a couple <laughs> off me before we get to social media. Yes. Um, I'm just going to go straight with this one because this is just hot off the press. Um, you won a bed Saturday night one day. Um, you best on ground. They gave you know maybe in Sleepy's uh, bed giveaway. You made someone buy it. I off am you. my brother. <laughs> yeah, he's going to earn his crust. Well, just, you got it for free, <laughs> mate. If I t- someone's told you this, which is good, if if that's Cameron told you that, let's just look at the what outweighs what. And I was young at the times, and yes, I sold him a free one. I also asked him for a twenty dollars ticket when I bought him, took him to the wrestling when I was eighteen. The boys would have told you about that too. <laughs> Sitting in the box, I was like, "Oh, you got that twenty for me?" <laughs> this like- is, you got to remember, this is the same. I, I roomed with my brother. Until I left home. So he was so, 13, I was 17 when I left. So he's your younger brother? Yeah. So you made your younger brother buy Bloody a free bet? <laughs> Teaching him a lesson. <laughs> Nothing comes free. You're so staunch about it. And I love, I love that you started getting on the front foot about it. When you said I've got people, before we even started, I was like, who's giving you mail? I was like, right, who, who would do I know? That, yeah, so that... That one's interesting, but yeah, next. <laughs> well, no, nah, there's not many stitch-ups. There's a couple more good ones, I think. Um, Oktoberfest, you've been to Oktoberfest? Yeah. You, 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 actually, you actually took yeah, you actually took on a, an opposition player into the Oktoberfest. Josh Dunkley joined you on Oktoberfest. Oh, yeah. Is that correct? <laughs> he did, War, and then he, he, left, he left pretty quick. <laughs> he didn't last too long, did he? <laughs> we, <laughs> yeah. Half a day. We, yeah. We, yeah, well, I wanted to get there before I turned 30 and got there at 30, so Good. I was in form. Yeah, he said he might have just been escorted out of maybe the Hofbrau town. Or he something. was, yes. yeah. Yeah, correct. Not you. It's <laughs> still <Yeah>. daylight. <laughs> <laughs> what about um, uh, Charlie wanted to know this. Apparently you're friends with Joe Ingalls and Patty Mills. Yep. True or false, he says. This is uh, from Charlie, by the way. True. Yeah, true. How does that work? Uh, yeah. Played juniors against them. Uh, so when Nationals in 02 in Adelaide, he Patty was obviously ACT, Joe was... Um, South Australia And then when Joe signed at the Dragons um, Caught up a few times I think Dragons and Hawks Had some mingling And then Yeah he uh, When he'd come back From overseas and whatnot, He'd dump all his bags At my house And then Go do his training And whatever So um, Friendships grew And then You know Trips at the end of the year I'd head there And catch up And yeah Could you have Made it? No I don't have a passport, so a lot of these boys, a lot of, a lot no, of um, as a basketballer, no, yeah. Well, no. So if you play in Europe, like Joe was able to on a British passport, you're not considered a local. Uh, you're not considered an import. You're considered a local, and all teams have two imports per side. Wow. So you know, so to be good in Europe, you've got to be really, really, really good. Right. Whereas he's playing as a local for these teams in Spain and Israel and. Whatnot. Wow. So, not because so, he's really good. So that's why you see passport. a lot of these guys that stay in Australia, the really, really good ones like um, Goulding and um, even the boys in Perth, like Wagstaff and all those, they could have probably gone overseas and maybe played in second division. But if they had a dual citizenship somewhere, they probably could have made it in Europe. You say Israel, he played in Tel Aviv, didn't he? Played for Maccabi. So, so Matthew Spanger was in the house. Yeah. And I went to yeah. Israel on, yeah. on the back of your advice, I yeah. believe. And? and? And Joe. Oh, best ever. There you go. Great, greatest ever. <laughs> so, lucky to when come home. To these be people ask and say true or false, and you've already got that info, it's like, it's true. It's just more for the <laughs> listeners, Jared. <laughs> I, do, I did know the answer. Right. Uh, we had um, Kath Lofton in here, and she uh, said, yeah. we do preparation and said, what, 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 what's one thing that people don't know about your role? And she said, I would think one per- pe- thing that you know people don't know is uh, we do a lot of preparation for interviews. 
we genuinely know, <clears throat> generally know the answer to the question mm. that we're asking, but you just act a little gotcha. dumber. So I, I right. knew the answer. So you're learning stuff in your media. Career. Yeah, correct. Last well, one. The podcast would be obsolete <clears throat> if we just sat here going, yeah, we know everything. Then we go, all right, good. Okay. Move on. Smart ass. Um, <laughs> yeah, correct. Last one. <laughs> Who's the fines master at Hawthorne during your career? Did you have one? Was there? Uh, Spang, Osborne, um, Sicily probably now. Sicily. Yeah. He'd be the one now. He'd be the one you'd want in your back corner. Did you have anything to do with it? No. Nah. You just sit up I was normally I start off because obviously when in number order or something else it was like Jay Ruffhead, fines, uh, red hair, fair skin, freckles. <laughs> yeah, great. Okay, <laughs> very good. Social media, we're up to it. I know that's what you're here for. I saw the tag today. Not, not social, social. Right. Right. This is where the people get to ask you the questions. Yeah. Now, straight into it. Washed up underscore wait. Washed underscore up underscore pod. Okay. Oh, oh boy. You know these boys. Is it true your mates? Oh, these need- boys. Yeah. They're, so they're, they're, yeah, Okay. Sorry. No, no. Go on. Tell me, yeah. sorry. No, they're, they're another podcast. Yep. Um, good lads. They're actually sponsored by Royal Limestone, um, who are a Perth-based company. Very good. Um, so up north, if you need some landscaping or um, some brickwork with limestone, they're your boys. Do you have any other anyone else you want to be plugging? Um, St Kilda sponsors or no? I'm okay. 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 Perfect. Yep. Tag. You got a tag on there? Maybe tag you. Please. Um, is, it true, Sorry. is it true your mates need to put in paperwork at least two weeks before a visit? Yeah, it was when I was um, playing football that I would never let them all stay because they would all go out on the piss and Rowan, who's probably written that in, um, I found him asleep on my front porch one day. So I would never really allow my mates to stay because they would impact my performance. <laughs> so they have to say, hey, Ruffy, we're coming over and you had to approve them or not. And if not, I'd let them just work out. I'd say no and they'd go stay elsewhere. <laughs> That's very good. All right, Jeff. Jeff uh, Jeff Tarwill. Um, if Mitchell offered you a position at Hawthorne next year, would you take it? Uh, no, probably not at the moment. Because if the role I want would be list manager, which means I would have to sack all ex-teammates that I played with eventually, which would be quite hard. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's what Mitch said that was one of the hardest things he had to do. So He, yeah, hasn't, very, he hasn't done it yet. No, correct. He, he had to come in. He came in last year and he was sacking a few blokes. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, before he'd even started coaching, yeah. right? True. Adam.Rose. Uh, which teammate of yours always put in 110% effort day in and <laughs> First out? of all, this isn't the thing, 110% effort. But who's, who's, the, who's, the effort, who's the effort guy at Hawthorne? Oh, Piopolo was probably the one. Yes. He, you know... It's unfortunate he didn't get to 200 games, but 196 from where he came from, driving backos in Perth, um, he's done quite well. Yeah, that is good. But he, just just say no, I was 194. You're still a member of the 200 club because they include preseason games, so he still gets his two tickets. So don't worry too much about it. Only him one yet. to the granny, though, yeah? <laughs> How many do you get? A stand? Two. Level three? <laughs> <laughs> Sarah asked me that one day because we were talking about this, and she's like, what happens when they get enough people to fill the jeep with 200? I was like, duh. Only been fourteen thousand people to ever play AFL, and then if you dwindle that down to about a thousand that have ever played two hundred, I reckon we're okay. <laughs> she was worried about the G getting packed out with of people pilots. taking two hundred tickets. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're going to last leave this one to last. Okay. We'll do two two more. Well, the last one's a bit rough. Uh, Sack Jamble. Uh, opinion on the Tassie AFL team concept should uh, should have it have happened already. Um, <laughs> I don't know if it should have happened already because we had quite success down there as a footy club with Hawthorne. So, um, look, eventually it might get there. I'd, they've got good, both good grounds. I haven't played at Blundstone, but they've got two pretty cool stadiums that are good for footy. I don't know if there's, there's enough talent to get a 19th team in, but if they're going to do it, they'll pull the trigger soon. Maybe you could be a list manager down there under Clark. Or... Okay. Okay, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Last one, Josh JK17. So does this have anything to do with a world champion boxer? Let me ask the question. (laughs) Um, Have you nearly got into a fight with Costia 
Zoo. Costa Zoo. Yeah. Oh, no, not me personally. Oh, well, yeah. Tell us the story, please. So, uh, 16 years old. Uh, we're all at the AAS, the group of us. So there's myself in that year. There's me, Bud, uh, Delidio, JK, uh, Mitch Morton. Um, so 16 year old boys at the AAS, you just stay up late at night. Yes. You know, we see Yana Pittman, she's training with a few people. Um, we get told 10 or 11 o'clock, you know, the rowers are going to be up early. Can you just tone it down a bit? Oh, yeah, yeah, rowers. <laughs> <laughs> rowers, this. Gets to about midnight. Um, we're all mucking around, 16 year old boys. In walks Kosha Zoo. Into your room? Into our room, gold chain, swinging it like this. Like, looks at us. Did you know who he was? Yeah. <laughs> so, world Championship boxer. I give you two minutes to get to bed. <laughs> yeah, mate. No worries. <laughs> Everyone jumps in bed, right? And I reckon I'm in the room with JK. Anyway, like, creak in the wall, like, chair like this. Oh, Tim. <laughs> Tim, shh. So we're all shitting ourselves, right? I reckon it got to one o'clock. Terry Wheeler, next morning. You've put a fucking world champion onto me. What are you boys doing? It's like... He didn't mean it Like with kids right <laughs> Ryan Jackson Goes to get A signature the next day Costa He was We said what's Why he's, like, he's up at four He's doing push ups On his knuckles on the road <laughs> <laughs> Like this bloke Anyway One of the boys I don't know who it was Hope Hatton knocks you out Oh <laughs> boy <laughs> Like All 30 of us Are trying to apologise And someone at the back Hope Hatton knocks you out <laughs> It was right But That's Mate. Well, jo- Josh tells the story that you 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 tried to fight him when he came in. <laughs> Would I? No, no. <laughs> that mate, literally, like I give you two minutes. Yeah, mate, no worries. <laughs> I'm off to bed. <laughs> there, the the well. That's when he walked in, and there's like we're all sitting there, and oh, someone saw him first, and like as you turn around, it's like <gasps> you're just like, what am I doing? <laughs> oh, that's unreal. Uh, I think that's a good place to end the pod. Appreciate your time today, Ruffy. No worries. Um, been outstanding. Thank you, mate. Well done, guys. There we go. All done and dusted. Back chat, double underscore oh, on before socials. Before we go. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Ralph, we've got something for you. <laughs> now, assuming you're a double XL here, mate, we got... <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> assuming. Yeah. Well, I'm what a are double, you? I'm a double XL. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yes. Happy now? I'm just a medium. Yeah, mate. Back chat merch. Fantastic. Look at this. Hey. Yeah, hey. I'll rock that. There we go. There Thank we go. You. Have that one. Yes. And what else have we got down here? We'll we give it later, but there's a whole box of merch for, we would like if possible, we have Backman merch. Oh, yeah. So you know Backman. Oh, so you want me to give it to all the defenders? <clears throat> Not all of them, just, just the ones that- just the ones, beers. Just the ones that you know are the, 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 the grumpy ones. The ones that are the Backman. Right. Some, some guys play through the back line and they'll be in the midfield soon. Yeah, skillful players. We want the Backman. Right. Right. So we've got, um, we got backs only T-shirts. We've got um, uh, forwards uh, sign uh, uh, forwards sign Be memberships. F- forwards sell memberships. Mids sell sponsorships. Backs win premierships. Yep. Right? So you, you haven't had many of those ones or you haven't repeated that often, have you? It, it was the midfield's fault. Yeah. You got that <laughs> as well. I've heard you say that. Okay, very good. <laughs> so we're going to get those to the St Kilda boys. <laughs> right So thank you very much, mate. Appreciate it. If anyone wants any of that merch, by the way. Where do chat, you find it? Backchatpodcast.com <laughs> today. You forward slash merch. Thanks to our supporters and our, our sponsors. Shelter, uh, Whippersnapper Distillery, Margaret River Roasting Co., Blue Bet. Yeah, well done. Blue bet. And of course, Leadable Cameras. We love you. If you want to find anything, you want to listen, you want to watch, backchatpodcast.com.au. See you next week.
Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com.